From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and not joining me this evening is Mr. Corey Banky, my partner here at Cheesehead TV. Corey has a wicked cold. Uh, down and out for the evening. So I am here solo and uh, I'm coming to you live from the Cheesehead TV podcast studio and I am ready to talk some Packers. I'll be chatting with you guys about the state of the Packers coming out of the bye week and looking ahead to the matchup with the Rams. But right now it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the Vikings lose. The bad, we got the Lions win. And we got the ugly. We got uh, the Packers playoff hopes. They're U-G-L-Y. They ain't got no alibi. They ugly. That's right. Packers, actually, their their playoff hopes went up 2.2% if you're following along with football outsiders. So they increased over the weekend after the bye. Packers didn't even have to do anything. And their playoff hopes increased. So that's good. But uh, they, it is still a long shot. Still going to take a Christmas miracle. Still going to take winning four games in a row, a team that, let's face it, hasn't looked like they could win anything in a row uh, most of the season. But they are on the precipice of uh, a Monday nighter against the Rams. We'll see what uh, Matt LaFleur has to say. A bit of an odd week coming off the bye week. Everything's been pushed back a day because of the Monday nighter. So we haven't heard from LaFleur. We did hear from some players in the locker room yesterday. Not a ton of news to go over this week. But, of course, before we get to the news, we got to talk about the hotness because that's what we do here. We don't talk about the nitty gritty until we talk about the hotness. And even though there wasn't a game this weekend, this past weekend for the Packers, there's always hotness to talk about. Let's get to it. Let's get to the hotness. the hotness. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Even though there wasn't a game, a Packers game this past weekend, we still got hotness to talk about. We still got the fact that Baker Mayfield is coming into Lambeau Field as the starting quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams. What happened the last time Baker Mayfield played at Lambeau Field? Hmm. Let's take a look, shall we? I believe it was Rasul Douglas who welcomed Baker with open arms. That's right. This is just a phenomenal play by Rasul. They try to do a cover three beater, the Browns do, and it looks like Landry's wide open until Rasul peels off his guy, comes back for the ball, and intercepts it. Just hotness from Rasul Douglas. And what's funny is that not only did Rasul pick off Baker last year, he also picked off Stafford against the Rams and made it a pick six. So... If there has ever been a moment for Rasul to capture some of that uh, 2021 glory, that 2021 hotness, if you will, it's this Monday night against the Rams. We can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get to that Packers news, shall we? There's not a ton of it, like I said, coming off a of bye week. Not a ton to talk about, but there are some nuggets here and there, starting with the Packers shuffling their practice squad coming out of the bye week. I know Corey's 
all broken up that he can't be here for us leading with practice squad news. Um, I can hear him yelling in his bed right now. Corey, just relax, drink some fluids and go to bed, buddy. You need the rest. Um, the, the, funnily enough, I, the, the, probably the headline coming off of this practice squad shuffle is that trash can full of dirt is no more. Jack Heflin has been released. It is an odd kind of juxtaposition for a team that has looked so poor up front along the defensive line that Jack Heflin couldn't get a sniff, given how good he looked both last summer and this summer um, in camp and in training camp and in preseason. But, you know, the the Packers needed the offensive line depth, apparently. They signed uh, Michael Mennett, the former center who had been with the Packers this summer. Um, They also signed an offensive tackle. And D.D. Westbrook gets the heave-ho as well, who, uh, you know, you would have thought was signed to be a potential returner, but Keyshawn Nixon has taken that job and run with it. So uh, D.D. Westbrook and Jack Heflin jettisoned from the Packers practice squad. Um, Also, hearing from Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee's show on Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays, sounds like Aaron Rodgers feeling a lot better, healing up post-bye. We saw some clips from practice where Rodgers isn't even wearing anything on his thumb anymore no tape so that bodes well and he did indicate that the ribs are feeling better though he he sounded a little less sure about that part of it so i suspect he'll probably still be wearing a little bit of padding or something to protect those ribs uh, on monday night um then we have caleb jones that mountain of a man activated off the nfi um this dude is huge if, if you haven't followed along uh this summer the 6'9", 315 offensive tackle, um, played very well. Played extremely well in the preseason. Actually, he was better in the preseason than he was in camp practices. Um, but he has been on the non-football injury list. He is activated to the 53-man roster, so he is back. Uh, and finally, I know it feels crazy, sounds nuts, but the playoff hopes are still alive, baby. Never tell me the odds. And if you want to learn how, how is it possible that the Packers' playoff hopes are still alive? Go check out Mark Oldacre's piece at cheeseheadtv.com, how the Packers can make the playoffs. It sounds improbable, but there is a path. And as I said, their their chances improved by 2.2% over the weekend. So we've got it all laid out for you there over the piece at cheeseheadtv.com. Make sure you're checking that out. Um, because there was no game this past weekend, I had asked, I had planned on asking Corey about all this, but now that he's not here, I'll just kind of swing away on my own. Um, we're not going to go over offense and defense. We all know what the issues are on both sides of the ball, what we're expecting and hoping to see when they face the Rams, what adjustments possibly they might make. We know they won't. But I did want to tackle a few of the looming off-season questions heading into the off-season. We got four games remaining. Yes, there is still a slight possibility they make the playoffs, but there's a good chance we got about a month of Packers football left, and then it's heading into an offseason with a lot of question marks, including starting with David Bakhtiari. Um, I've seen a lot of people both, hell, on cheeseheadtv.com itself. We've had one article a couple days ago saying it was time to turn the page and cut him, and then legit two days later we have an article, I believe that was from uh, Mark, or it might have been from Wendell, about how cutting him is too big a risk, and we we have to absolutely hang on to him. I obviously tend to side with the latter view. I understand the idea of wanting to move on, the frustration, and not you know 
seeing him out there on the regular coming off that knee injury, but he is coming off a very significant and unique knee injury. And when he is on the field, the man is undeniably great. And I underline great. And it is very rare that you have great players playing for you. Um, I think the Packers are going to pick up the bonus. They'll keep him on the roster. That is my guesswork sitting here right now in mid-December. We'll see if any kind of headlines come out after the season about any kind of talks to adjust the contract. But my guess is they find a way to make it work with David. Uh, next up, we got Alan Lazard, who I know there. I, Tom Silverstein wrote a nice piece for uh, PackersNews.com about Lazard's potential return and the fact that, you know, the maturation and development of the young wide receivers, whether it's Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs, you know, can cast doubt into the Alan Lazard situation. There was a little bit of talk about this on Twitter this morning. I will just say this. I would suspect they run the James Jones playbook. You know, they uh, will undoubtedly, you know, they to this point, they're, by all reports, they have not talked any kind of extension with him. I suspect they'll let him hit the market and say, if you find something out there that's agreeable and that you get a monster pay bump, you know, absolutely. Godspeed. Thank you for everything you've done for Green Bay. But if you don't find something out there that you that you like, that if there's something that, you know, that you're disappointed with what's on offer on the free market, you're more than welcome to, you know, give us a call and let's work something out that's, you know, obviously somewhat team friendly. But I don't think there's anybody out there in the league landscape that is going to appreciate what Alan Lazard does more than the Green Bay Packers. Um, that's not to say that I don't think he could possibly not get a pretty significant pay grade, a pay bump. You know, you look at the Chicago Bears, um, you got to think Luke Getze would be maybe not pounding the table, but definitely kind of saying, let's get this guy in here. He knows the offense. He does all the dirty work in the run game. They love to run the football. Um, and he can be a security blanket for our young quarterback. I'm not saying that's a foregone conclusion, but I think I could see that pitch being made, and the Bears have the most cap space out of any team in the league. So yeah, I do think there's a possibility that he finds something that lets him go, okay, see ya. But I also think there's a possibility that the Packers might get him back on a team-friendly deal if the market isn't what he's hoping for. Um, next up, we got Aaron Jones, who obviously is set to – his cap hit is set to balloon to, I believe, like $23 million. There's, I'm not going to say there's no way they bring him back at that number, but I'd be very, very surprised. Um, of course, the big you know, development a couple years ago when Aaron was looking for a new deal was his firing of his agents and hiring Drew Rosenhaus, a man who has never been known to leave things on the table, so to speak, when it comes to his guys' contracts. So I suspect the Packers will maybe not find a brick wall, but they'll find resistance if they try to massage this deal in any way, shape, or form that doesn't include some serious guaranteed money up front. I think the Packers will make it a pretty significant priority to figure out a way to not only change this contract, but to obviously keep Aaron in the fold. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I think... Uh, I put this one at 50-50. All I can say is, remember last time, we thought it was a foregone conclusion. He was gone, and then they got a deal done at the last second. So hopefully they get something done a little bit sooner than that this time. Um, then we got Yash Nyman, who I, I will, I would love to remind everybody that there, 
there is uh, a lot, I'm going to say confusion or misunderstanding about his uh, situation contractually coming into this offseason. He is going to be a restricted free agent. I know some of the websites, the cap sites, had him listed as an unrestricted free agent. He will be a restricted free agent. I suspect the Packers put a second round tender on him. He's too valuable to let go. But if someone wants to give up a second for him, you know, I'm sure the Packers would gladly take it. But uh, tackles don't grow on trees, as Brian Gutekunst is fond of saying. And I think they keep Yash. Um, speaking of offensive linemen, Elton Jenkins was the subject of uh, some Twitter back and forth this morning. And I will say I will be absolutely shocked if they let Elton Jenkins get out the door and hit the market. And I understand. I know I got you know some back and forth with people on Twitter this morning, including my buddy Andy Herman saying, if I'm Elton's agent, there's no way you know, I sign something before we hit the market simply because there, you know, there are teams with monstrous mountains of cap space that are going to sign him to a ridiculous deal. And I do not doubt for a moment that those conversations will be had between Elton and his agent. But I also think the Packers view Elton as a core guy. And I know we all saw his struggles at right tackle coming off a significant injury, you know, some, most of the time in third and long situations against some of the more premier talents at pass rush, a pass rusher, which I think is not all that shocking and surprising. He has certainly looked the part as the year has gone on at guard. I can certainly see they're um, finding a way, you know, to give him a boatload of money up front and spread the cap hits out. Probably something akin to what they did with Kenny Clark and David Bakhtiari, where the cap hit is significantly lower than what you would expect in those first year or two, and then have it kind of balloon and explode two or three years down the road, maybe even one year down the road with 2024 and the media rights deal supposed to, supposedly hitting and the cap going up significantly. That's all stuff that you know Russ Ball and company have been working on for years. Undoubtedly, they have models for each and every situation. But I have to believe they view Elton Jenkins as a core player. And it is very, very rare that the Packers let those guys go. So we'll see. I mean, I was surprised when they let Micah Hyde just walk. So you never know. You never know. Um, let's take a real quick look before we get to all your questions and everything going on in the blogosphere at this matchup with the Rams on Monday night. Like I said, Baker Mayfield making his return to Lambeau. Hey, Last year, it was Christmas time. He was there literally on Christmas Day. Hopefully, you know, we start Christmas a little early. He starts giving out some presents and some interceptions for our for our defensive backs. They, they need a lift. You know, it's been a rough year on defense, and I want these guys to feel like, you know, they're being taken care of, that, like they're getting a little love. So hopefully Baker comes in there and starts throwing it around the yard. Um, one thing that is kind of, you know, less than uh, ideal I know we, we've all seen the headlines. We've all watched the Rams this year. They are a bad football team. They are tough to watch down in and down out. But they do still feature the best run defense in the league per PFF. Uh, this is a team that can stop the run. And that is um, unsettling for a Packers team that needs to run the football to be successful in offense. This is not, you know, 2020, not 2011. It's not 2015. This is not a team that can spread it around down in and down out and be successful. Uh, they have the Packers have got to run the ball. We'll see if they're able to, uh, because the Rams are, are no joke when it comes to stopping the run. However, you flip that around, you talk about jokes. What is a joke is the Rams special teams. 
Um, they have been atrocious on teams this year. They might be worse than the Packers, which is, I know, as a Packers fan, it's hard to conceptualize, but they literally have the worst starting field position on average of any team in the league, ranked 32nd when it comes to where they start their drives. Now, some of that is due to the defense, but most of that, or sorry, due to the offense, but most of that is due to their special teams. They are a bad special teams uh, unit, and hopefully the Packers can take advantage of that. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, with all that said, I see all your questions and super chats piling up. We'll get to them very soon. Thank you guys so much for joining me here on Packer Transplants Live. Sans Corey, as you might expect, coming out of the bye week, it was already going to be a shorter show. It's definitely going to be shorter tonight without Corey and his rants. Well, who knows? We could have gone in any number of directions this evening. But without Corey, all those directions have been dried up and put away. So he'll be joining us again next week. Uh, in the meantime, we've got a lot of stuff to get to in the Packer blogosphere this week. So. Let's hit it. This week in the Packer Blogosphere! That's right! It's this week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Ladies and gentlemen, before I go any further, I would be remiss not to give a shout-out to the man, the myth, the legend, and the birthday boy, Wes Hodkowitz. That's right. Happy birthday, Wes. I threw that up on Twitter earlier. I had to share it here. Love you, Wes. What do you, I, Can you drink a beer now? This is amazing. Are you 21? I don't even know. Happy birthday, Wes. The man who does it all at Packers.com. The greatest digital reporter of our age. Wes, love you, buddy. Hope you're having a great birthday. Hope the fam completely spoils you today, tonight, and always. Uh, next up, I wanted to touch on just a little bit here, um, something that I was talking about on Twitter yesterday, and then kind of the subject itself so was somewhat continued by our good friend Joey over at Underage Packers when he highlighted this, uh, this I guess, post from Reddit why does our, meaning the Packers, social media manager suck so much at his job? First of all, whoever this is, sir or ma'am, uh, how? why do you assume it's a his job? It might be her job. Next time, how about their job? Uh, anyway, Joey had a nice response to this. I thought Joey absolutely nailed it with his tweet. This is not an attack on this poster specifically, but criticism should not be directed at Packers creative team. 
From the top down, the organization is buttoned up and seems to be allergic to fun on social media. I have no doubt the social team is talented and creative. That's perfectly stated, Joey, and you are correct. The social team is insanely talented and incredibly creative, and they are absolutely, I'm not going to say hamstrung, but they are um, limited with what they can do and are allowed to do. And that is just the Packers organizational philosophy. And it starts with Mark Murphy and it works its way down. No, I don't think Mark Murphy is sitting there like saying what they can and cannot tweet, but it is the Packers philosophy. Now, what would it take to change that? I would say a lot, probably um, some kind of like sea change from the board of the executive committee to the, um, the president for that approach to filter down to the point where whoever, maybe the head of communications, the head of uh, marketing would, would give, you know, a little ground there, be, allow them to have a little bit more fun, but that is not going to happen anytime soon. And it's certainly not going to happen anytime Mark Murphy is still president. So, and that's, again, it's not a knock. It's not an attack on Mark Murphy. It's just who they are. It's how they operate. And look, I, I have spoken to people inside the building about this, and I understand the philosophy of, look, we understand other teams have a lot of fun. Like People often point to the Panthers or Chargers, and their social media teams are phenomenal. But what have they won? You know, what have they won on the football field? Like, yeah, sure, they win games, but have they won titles? Have they won championships? Have they, you know, strung together years of success? No. The Packers want to allow the football to do the talking and for the fun, hopefully, to occur on the football field and have that be the Packers and fans' enjoyment. Now, I understand that I'm, there's going to be like sarcastic remarks about this season. I get it. But overall, that's the philosophy, right? And I understand that. The Packers have more wins than anybody else in league history. The Packers have more championships than anybody in league history. They let that do the talking rather than posting memes on Twitter. And I get it. I totally get it. Do I wish, as a fan, that they would let people be a little bit more creative and fun on social media? Of course I do. You know, but again, I understand the philosophy and the approach, and I appreciate it. Um, next up, talking about Packer blogosphere. Man, there are people who create content every day who are somewhat new in this arena. And by new, I mean like in the last three, four, five years. And then there are legends, people. And today we saw the return of a pair of legends. That's right. The guys from live from Stadium Drive dropped a new YouTube video. And I cannot express how great it is. And this clip, they're, they're, I highly encourage everyone to seek them out on YouTube and find their stuff and enjoy their work. And in this video in its entirety, but this clip and one part of this clip in particular had me absolutely crying with laughter this afternoon. Let's roll it. Tom, we'd be remiss if we overlooked the most heartening topic of this season. Of course, nothing has been more heartwarming than watching Packers fans' patience, nuance, and reason when discussing Packers backup quarterback Jordan Love. There's an aromatic air of care and fairness shared, declared, regared, airs, debonair, air paired, preparedness, and fair, chavoir fair. Yes, and if anything, Jordan Love has far less pressure to succeed than did Rodgers before him. The facts. 
He already has a lovable name. Not only that, Jordan's never lost in an NFC Championship game. And as far as we know, he's never had any contentious relationships with Mike McCarthy. Yes, Tommy, the kid's got one bright future ahead of him. I love it. When he's doing the bear care stare bear dare, I fucking lost my mind. I love it. I love those guys. We actually saw them at our meetup at Anduzi's this summer during training camp. So good to see you guys. Please check out their video. They're awesome. I love them to death. Um, next up, talking about pieces of content. Uh, we featured uh, this content creator, this reporter, a few weeks ago when I told you all to follow her. If you're not, and if you didn't heed my advice, you missed another great piece of original content. Cassidy Hill for the Green Bay Press-Gazette uh, just kills it as far as like finding new and interesting ways to connect with the guys in the locker room and have you as fans inside the locker room and have a little bit of taste of what these guys are like as people, etc., this is a very simple concept, what she did, but it's so well executed and it is such a good idea. Um, I really wanted to highlight it. This is Cassidy's latest there at PackersNews.com. All right, I'm ready. Okay. That's easy. You didn't know. MJ or LeBron? LeBron. 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 I'm taking LeBron. I'm going with LeBron. Strictly basketball LeBron. MJ. MJ, easy, no questions. No questions asked. MJ. MJ. All easy, MJ. Like winner and like mindset, I'll go MJ. Yeah, okay, Bobby. Bobby kind of trying to like have his cake and eat it too there a little bit. But I highly encourage you to watch the entire video. It's on their YouTube page. Cassidy, just with another W. That's all she does is collect Ws. I mean, that is such a good idea. And by the way, to all those young bucks saying, LeBron, get the fuck out of here. It is absolutely MJ. All right. Next up. Um, okay, this is a... Uh, I wanted... We wanted to highlight the fact that Corey is going to be on with Ramage tomorrow night. But I don't know. I mean, if he's not better than he is today, I don't know if this is going to happen. But... In the event that Corey feels much better tomorrow than he does today, make sure you check him out on Matt Ramage's show on Thursday night. They always have a good time. I will tell you what, you get the unfiltered, real Corey Banky. And yes, I know, you think you get that here at Packer Transplants. Somewhat Corey Banky. I would say on, on transplants, Corey is like 90% himself. There's still 10% being held back. And on Ramage, it's 100% Banky. So... I highly encourage you to check it out. Again, if Banky is up for it. All right. There, that's the uh, blogosphere this week. Let's see. What, 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 what do we got? What do we got, people? Time to talk to some fine folks here on the YouTube channel. Uh, we missed out on the Banky flu pod. That's right, Joey. Johnny Rivers. Bakhtiari could have been a Hall of Famer. We can't. Could be a Hall of Famer. We can't just let that go. Johnny, I could not agree more. You do not let Hall of Fame talent just walk out the door, and you certainly don't cut it. Very much agree, Johnny. Ryan, thanks to the Super Chat. With an upper first-round pick likely, do you think they'll draft a wide receiver to potentially replace Lazard? Man, if they didn't draft a wide receiver in the first round this year, you think they're going to draft one next year? 
I say that I, somewhat jokingly, but um, I doubt it. Unless there's a guy they think is a generational talent, a once-in-a-lifetime prospect, I tend to doubt it. But we'll see. I mean, if you had told me last heading into last draft, you know, they're going to take a off-ball linebacker with their first selection, I would have said, you're crazy. So who knows? Uh, but I doubt it, Ryan. What else we got? Joe, what's up, man? Will Elton get top left tackle or top guard offers from teams? He's not going to get anything from teams. He's not going to be allowed to hit the market, people. Let's go. He's a packer for life. I don't know. Um, but I would suspect somewhere in the middle. They will definitely uh, love his versatility. I don't know if anyone would view him as a top tackle prospect, let alone left tackle. But um, he, he would get significant money. No doubt about it. What's next? Is that it? Is all we got? All right, very good. Uh, got that one, got that one. Yeah. <laughs> the magic mullet will heal, heal Corey. That's right. Uh, I'm hearing a lot about Tom Brady going to the Raiders in 23. We personally hate watching him throw balls to Adams. Man, Tom Brady's going to be playing when he's like 47, 49, 57. It's going to, like, you can't even, like, begin to comprehend how long this guy's going to play. It's really annoying. Nags, you need to grow a mullet like Corey. Michael, A, it's not a mullet. B, never going to happen. Um, let's quickly, I want to quickly give a shout out to uh, all of our Patreon members out there uh, who support Cheesehead TV. That's right, there's two of me because we got no Corey tonight. But um, really, really, really appreciate everyone who supports the brand, the website, the videos, the YouTube channel, everything we do. Um, Patreon members are the lifeblood of Cheesehead TV, and we greatly appreciate it. Also, shout out to Carry the G Club members, of which I think I saw someone just join a little bit earlier. Wait a second, wait a second. There it is. Uh, we're not John. <laughs> Johnny Rivers. Johnny, I really appreciate the support. Does one pour dirt on a trash can that's already full of it? Damn, that was cold, man. Carry the G Club members, we greatly thank you for your support. Thank you so much. Um, that's traditionally when I would ask Corey if he's got anything else to, uh, add, but, uh, I think he's all, he's all added out there. Hopefully he's got some NyQuil in him. He's ready to go to bed. Um, I would just like to take this moment to say, I cannot thank you guys enough for supporting Cheesehead TV. Even if you're not a Patreon member, even if you're not a carry the G club member, I understand everybody's got different circumstances and people, I, cause I do hear this a lot both on Twitter and in my inbox. Like, I wish I could be a Patreon member, but et cetera, et cetera. Man, there doesn't need to be a but. Like, I just love that anyone utilizes Cheesehead TV in any way, shape, or form. The fact that you guys hit like on the videos, that you subscribe to the channel, that you tell people about Cheesehead TV, it's all incredibly appreciated. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and that'll be it for tonight, people. Like I said, it's going to be a short show. Really appreciate the support. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Packers Daily. And one final note before I get going, um, regarding Monday night and our meetup prior to the game, three hours before the game at the Resch Center, there has to be an audible call because apparently the Resch had put in for some kind of permit to have a heated tent for us to uh, meet people at and sell Care of the G. Unfortunately, the fire marshal has stepped in and 
there are all sorts of permits and issues and things that they uh, didn't realize that they had to do and circumstances beyond their control. So, Care of the G will not be available for sale at outside the uh, the venue, the rest center. There will be Care of the G inside at the Bart Plaza, uh, the Bart Star Plaza tailgate. Um, Corey and I will probably stop in for a bit on Monday. I'll be at the uh, iHeart Radio trailer where Josh and Zabe are doing their pregame show three hours before kickoff. I'll come say hi. I'll come hang out with people for a little bit. Um, also, Corey and I will be inside for a little bit during the for the Bart Star tailgate. But we really like we can't apologize enough for people who were planning whatever around uh, meeting at the Plaza Pit Stop. Unfortunately, the Plaza Pit Stop is not going to be in existence for the remainder of the home games because I guess they thought they could have a heated tent, but they can't. So we will be there. I'll be there uh, three hours prior to kick at the iHeart trailer. Make sure you come say hi. Just hang out, talk some Packers. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be there for about a half hour. It'll be a good time. In the meantime, I really, really appreciate all the support here for the channel, for the brand, and that'll do it. That'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. I'd like to thank everybody who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. I think it's a fluid situation. And we're, we're I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, we're going to take it one day at a time. And, uh, <laughs> and just, it's going to be fluid, though. That's all I can tell you.